3: A Must be the money, boy! Huh? Oh, mama! The best in college football. The best in college sports.
1: This is College Sports Now.
3: Your inside look at the biggest games from around the nation.
2: Here's Steven Hartzell and
0: Michael Felder.
2: Oh, yeah. Not all shows are created equal here on College Sports Now. It's not like I play favorites or anything with my co-host. I love you all. <laughs> but it's a Felder Friday. It's the day after Thanksgiving. We've got college football games getting underway in less than two hours. Right. Rival- World record store day it's also record store day it's, that's it's, for you it's, and server it's not really record store day it's just it's the black friday edition of of record, record store uh, yeah but it's not the record store day like the i record was trying store to explain it to April. my
1: wife and she was like what do you what do you mean they go to record stores on black friday and i was like that black friday sales at record stores and i was like it i don't know how to explain it okay i don't buy records i just know that they
2: love going server how would you best explain what it is.
3: Okay, so there's a super limited Jays release, right? Yes. Um and you can only get it by going to a physical location. All right, you feeling me? Now this brick and mortar store. A brick and 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 mortar mortar. store. Okay. This is the only way you can get this limited
1: Jays release. New Yeezy's coming out today um at Dick's Dick send an email. I
2: don't wear Adidas, but yes, go on. And neither do I. Come on man. (laughs) Stay true.
3: (laughs) So, you go to said brick-and-mortar to get these super limited J's. So, substitute J's for records. And that's what Record Store Day is.
1: Boom. So, they have, like, limited releases and new, like, or not new releases, but, like, re-releases?
3: There's some new releases. There's some re-releases. Mostly everything is super limited to less than, like, 3,000 copies worldwide. Okay.
2: Yeah, so the idea being, you know, this stuff will be available on eBay later today at significant markup, or sure. you can just, you know, plow through it, get down there early, and uh, and get your mind right on oh. some wax.
3: And also, it's a way to support something, which is really cool, which are record stores, right? Which they're I, not, they're not a ton of anymore, um, and and they're a huge part of the history of pop culture in the United States, and you got to keep them going.
1: I thought about you guys yesterday. I drove past a record store, and I was like, man they would love this spot
3: definitely would
2: yeah we'd be all about that life um however uh getting up after thanksgiving is a challenge because let's be honest i mean we all got after it in, in our own various way with thanksgiving um i i know that i did it was a phenomenal thanksgiving at the yeah, household it? probably the best ever man i'll be honest like in terms of ones that we have hosted um, it was amazing, dude. The food was incredible. Sugar
1: Records, by the way, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Sugar Records is the one that I passed yesterday on Milwaukee Ave in Chicago.
2: How do you spell that?
1: S H U G A.
2: Server. he's on I'm, it. I'm on it. He's, he's on yeah, it. Yeah, um, he's, hear, he's probably he's probably got a t shirt already. Um, you recognize it by the huge blunt that's on the window. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Um, fantastic. No, Thanksgiving was great for us. It was. It was. I mean, there were so many MVPs. It was. It yeah. was off the charts. What you got? I mean, the turkey was great. The potatoes yeah. were great. The green beans were great. Like we had. Well, how'd you do your green beans? So my yeah my mother in law. Mm-hmm. She is Korean. She does a an Asian spicy green beans. So nice. there's the. That it, sounds good, dude. It's it. They're amazing. They go fast. Uh, yeah. She also did some collard greens with ham hocks. I mean, and and does like an Asian take yeah. on that, dude. Like it's it was incredible. The cream corn was popping. That got rave reviews. Like, it had every, it had something for everybody.
1: I got a problem. Go on. Did you, your cream corn, you made it out, how'd you make it? What'd you make it out of?
2: Uh, we had eight husks of corn. See, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I can't get corn here. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's not in season. You're going to
1: tell me I'm, I'm two states away from Nebraska and I can't get corn? Well, you got some, corn
2: huskers? You got some weather going on up there, man. Big time.
1: It's right? just wind. It's just wind. We got a lot of wind. Wind um, knocked the power out. So I want to get through your Thanksgiving, get through servers, and then we'll get to mine, which was um, essentially a disaster.
2: Okay. I, I'm here for that. But basically, man, if you don't have if you don't have corn that you can get off the husk, I don't know how else to make creamed corn because you need the milk, man. You got to have it. Right, you have need it. the
1: corn milk. Exactly.
2: You got to be able to take the, the husks and basically I, I have a big food grater and just grate them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that – cup of heavy cream, diced jalapenos, diced bell peppers, mm. Ooh, salt, yeah. pepper. Bake mm. it for forty five minutes. It's actually super easy, man. That's the thing. It is easy, but it's so good. Oh, uh, it was incredible. Did you not? Did you not rack it? Did you? Were you unable to provide cornless? So, Felder texted me this morning while I'm, I've got the sweats because the record store is is like minutes away from opening. Hang
1: on, sir. Server, server, Thanksgiving was good. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah, it was nah, fine what Cer- was that
2: Cerber, Cerber was stressed man he did not make it to my house he lives 10 minutes away he did not make it because he was literally too busy like wow. too many stops too much driving yeah he's got too many wow. things like i'll speak for Cerber. i don't want to get him in trouble with the family he's, he's got too much on his plate pardon the pun too much on his plate wow you got to simplify man or just start having kids and be like, look, y'all got to come here.
1: We, right. Yeah, we can't
2: go
3: anywhere. Yeah, that's
2: the play. That's Sorry, the play. we can't travel. Hey, man, I got little ones. What I, do you
3: want me to do? I didn't want them until I uh, experienced the holidays as a married man without them, and now
2: I want kids. <laughs> How many different stops did you make yesterday, including your house? Because didn't you go back and cook in between visits? Yeah,
3: we made – that's, wow. um, that's bananas, man. That's bananas. And we spent all night Wednesday night cooking desserts like pies and stuff. Oh, um, wow. Wow. So one, mm. two, three,
2: four. You're over, you're, you're. Yeah, that's absurd.
3: I had to go to four spots. That's absurd. I didn't man. have to nah. stay for a very long time at a couple of them. but It doesn't matter. But, yeah. You had to go, though. Uh, yeah, that's, go. that's that's too, too many. The problem isn't very how long many. you stay. The problem is going. This <laughs> is being in the car on the holiday. Right. Like, if I could have just gone to my mother-in-law's house sure. at 6 o'clock last night, it would have been a great day. Um, See, but that, I'm wasn't, a, that wasn't it.
1: If I'm not, I'm shut down by 3:30 on Thanksgiving. See, We're yeah. done.
3: Yeah, yeah. but there my mother-in-law, God bless her, she's catering to other people's families as well. Like we have right. a brother and sister-in-law. They have to go to their
2: She's like, "You know what? I'll take the L." We we'll, got a lot of
1: moving pieces. Yeah, yeah, line
2: in the sand. That's what you need to draw. Yeah. Line in the sand.
1: Line in the sand. Well, Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Here's what I highly recommend. Split them up. Hey, we're going to do Thanksgiving with you. We'll see you at Christmas.
3: Yeah. We'll see
1: the other ones at Christmas. We'll We'll split them up.
3: I already already laid the law down for Christmas because we're hosting on Christmas Eve. I told everyone uh, on one side of the family yesterday, I was like, hey, here's the deal. You guys come over for Christmas Eve. Don't expect my – you know what to go anywhere else. Hey, I'm trying to keep the go. e off the episode, but it's going to happen. Hey, hey, I'm
2: <laughs> I'm rooting for you, buddy. With I'm rooting the, for the, you with
3: the
1: way with the way that my Thanksgiving happened.
2: Well, let's talk about that <laughs> because you you texted Cerber and I this morning. Yes, eight a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, basically saying um, I don't have power, so yeah, my power show is, is TBD for today. But you're back, obviously. But that obviously was not the I'm case here. earlier this week. You had issues during Thanksgiving prep. Yeah.
1: Wednesday, so Wednesday I get a text. I'm in the barber's chair on Wednesday, and I was let me just sidebar. My barber used a hot comb, like a hot comb brush, a hair straightener on my beard. Amazing.
2: That's uh, Amazing. that's a risky. I mean, were you not a little anxious about a, a hot comb With going through the beard? The the heat and the steam coming off of it, and I was like, oh my god,
1: is this gonna burn me? Yes, I was very scared. But then I saw the results, and I was like. Oh, my God. Add this to the routine. I'm buying my own.
2: Felder's on Amazon uh, looking uh, up uh, hot combs. Yeah, it's um, so 100%, Monday, man.
1: It will be here on Saturday. Oh, there it is. dang.
2: I couldn't wait. How much does a hot comb run these days?
1: 33. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad at deal, all. Man.
2: Okay, so you're in the barber's chair. You're getting a hot comb run through, through my your beard. beard and phone. then what happens? Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z.
1: It's my wife. Hey, um, the power's out. What? Yeah, the power just went out and I was like, "Okay, the power will come back on soon. I have to run a couple errands anyways. I had to go pick up some grease for to fry the turkey and then I had to go pick up um I had to go do that, I had to get wine, had to get, you know, I needed a lunch for 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 Wednesday cuz we I'm not cooking an actual lunch. I'm going to need something for lunch, so I pick up some wings from the grocery store. And then I get home, the power's back on, we're good to go. I start cooking. And I've got the mashed potato- I got the potatoes in there boiling. I've got the the stuffing. I've I've already cut up the bread. I've got the the sausage that's about to go in and my wings are in the oven heating up and then boom 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 power out. Power out, which is no problem for my stove top because I've got gas and mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. But my oven will not work because my oven, to do the temperature, is a digital thing. So that has no power. So I have no oven. It's dark. I don't know if you guys know this, but in the Midwest, it gets dark as hell at 315. That's not good. Yeah, no, that's not good. So I have no power. And I'm like, you know what? I can make this work. I did something that I've only seen in movies, which is light the stove with the lighter <laughs> have never done that in my life
3: i like stu- I, I like that you're you're one you're just like this is done in movies before so this should work
1: 100 <laughs> percent. i literally turned the gas on and i was like it's not lighting what's happening and i was like oh the the the, the igniter that that's need a spark yeah. i need the electricity for that i was like yeah. oh you know what i'll do let me just click click went downstairs got the click got the lighter click click boom <laughs> Lit it up, baby. Let's go. And so I got the macaroni and cheese, not baked, but I got the macaroni and cheese cooked with no power. Mashed potatoes cooked with no power. Got the stuffing done, ready to bake with no power.
2: All good. We're Gucci on those. Well, and here's the thing. It's Chicago. It's late November. You've got a fridge. It's outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that could have been, it could have been way worse.
1: Could have been worse. Well, here's where it gets bad. I get the turkeys injected. Power comes back on. I get the turkeys injected. We're having a good time. We're playing music. Oh, let's fry these turkeys on Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. Let's fry these birds. Oh, you have a stress crack in your turkey pot from it sitting in the garage that's not insulated. In North Carolina, you can leave your stainless steel pot in the garage and it's fine. I got a stress fracture. Essentially, I got a stress fracture in my turkey pot. And I, w- I looked, I saw, I l- I picked the pot up to, to wash it out to make sure everything was fine. And it had like a little, I don't know, like a little stain underneath it. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Let's wash this out. We'll see what happens. Then I got the grease in it. So we're talking...
2: At this point, Not couple good. several
1: gallons of grease, right? Not good. Open flame. And I keep seeing this little thing drip down and then run onto my parking spot. And I'm like, what's happening? I got on my hands and knees and I was like, is this condensation? Is it condensate is it condensation from you know, from the pot and from like the weather and it was starting to snow a little bit. I was like, is that what this is? Is dripping down? And I was like, I don't know what this is. And finally, I had to stick my hand in there and taste it. And guess what? It was grease from the pot dripping past the open flame onto the base of the thing. And I was like, yeah, at some point, this is going to all catch on fire. So I have to stop. So I can't fry these two turkeys anymore. So what do I do? Oh, you know what your boy does? I spatchcock one bird, get it in the oven. What a guy! Boom. The next bird, we throw that thing on the smoker. Mm. So we had a we had a roasted turkey that was spatchcocked and basted with uh, uh, a bourbon and bourbon honey butter, and then we had a smoked turkey. Those are the two birds that we had instead of the two fried turkeys that we were expecting to have.
2: So it's like uh, it's like turkey two ways, basically. Yeah, this is what you've done. You've you've just reinvented the uh, the game. But can you
1: imagine if you're someone who can't cook, who doesn't cook, and your original
2: plan just goes wrong? Yeah, you're you're getting Chinese food, man. It's over. <laughs> like it's over.
3: Yeah, I'm a like my father-in-law fried a turkey last night. He does not like he grills. You know, like right. he he can grill and and he can fry the turkey. If that had happened to him, we would not have had turkey yesterday. <laughs> there would have been no turkey.
1: Yeah, that's... so it was a nightmare. I mean, but we solved it, and it, guess what? This doesn't even. I talked to my wife last night. This doesn't even rank in our top like five, of out when since we've been together of our top five Thanksgiving disasters.
2: Yeah, see, that's that's how you know you've got a keeper, man. When y'all can just laugh about it and just yeah. brush it off. That's awesome. She knew. She knew I was upset.
1: We had a shot of turkey together, and she goes, "We'll figure it out."
2: Yeah, that's a keeper. That's for life, right there. And.
1: I didn't even—and then I told her, I was like,
2: you know that our Thanksgiving disasters aren't even the worst Thanksgiving disasters that I've ever had? Yeah, but Felder, it sounds like you could have died—I mean, like, that, if if that flame had gotten enough of that grease, boy, I mean— I would have been in trouble.
3: I've seen a grease fire.
2: There'd be flames— it's not
3: large flames Oh,
2: my whole face would have been burned off yeah like (laughs) the
3: the the block would have caught on fire man you can't stop that
2: the irony of this is that i'm i'm telling my family uh yesterday during the prep you gotta fry these turkeys you know hey (laughs) next year i'm telling my wife i'm like hey next year let's make this an initiative so that we can fry our first turkey yeah. And then I'm hearing this story about Felder's near brush with death. Well you're you, gonna be fine. You'll have a new turkey pot. I understand, but you you, you see my concern. This is like you'll when you fine. guys are telling me about installing my own home generator, and it's like, you'll yeah, I don't want I don't want my face to go up in flames. Let
1: me let me tell you let me tell you how comfortable I am with the idea of the grease in the fire. I was on my hands and knees. <laughs> six inches with my face six inches from the flame. Freshly hot combed beard. Freshly hot combed beard. Looking at where the drip was to spot the drip and then opening back up the pot to see where it had the little mark of the stress of the stress fracture. And then going back underneath and then I put my finger underneath the grease. I put my finger on the grease underneath the flame and <laughs> tasted it.
2: Mm. It's a great story, though. It's a great story. And those turkeys turned out delicious, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they came out great. I uh, can't wait to make hot turkey sandwiches today.
2: We'll talk about the Thanksgiving leftovers portion of. Yes, of we'll do that later. How to and how not to do today. Because yeah, boy. That, that there is a. There we is had a Chef list. Kevin last time, right? We had Chef Kevin Gillespie. Ago? Yep. We've talked to him before. We might have to get him on next week because George is playing in the SEC championship. It's a bit of a tradition. He respected,
1: uh, he respected my move.
2: Well, well, we'll talk about leftovers a little bit later. Yeah, boy. I want to talk about what happened on the football field during Thanksgiving. Okay? Disaster. Egg Bowl. Mississippi State 21, Ole Miss 20. That's a final. However, uh, this game will go down in infamy, Felder, for yeah. what people are calling the piss and the miss. Oh. I I don't know how else to better describe what happened <laughs> in the dying seconds of that <laughs> game. I didn't realize that that's what
1: people are calling
2: it. That's what's happening. It's called the piss and the miss. Oh uh, my god! The 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 is that because they call Ole Miss Ole Piss? Well, no, it's because ah. of the touchdown celebration. You've got Ole Miss tying it up, or I should say, scoring a touchdown, and it, and is an extra point away from tying right, it up right, right. in the dying seconds of regulation. But the receiver for Ole Miss catches the touchdown pass, gets on all fours, and lifts his leg, mimicking a dog peeing in the end zone. That draws the ire of the refs. Elijah Moore, right? 15-yard personal foul. So now you've got a tiny little extra point that's been back up 15 yards. And here's how it sounded on the Ole Miss Radio Network last night.
0: 25. This is a 35-yard PAT to tie the game.
3: There's the snap, it's high, the kick is on its way. It's got the distance and it is no good. Mississippi State's all over the field and now flags are flying on the Bulldogs. Elijah Moore went into the end zone and made, I, I believe the DK Metcalf move or something similar to that. Got the flag back to the point after up and now they're trying to get the Mississippi State players back on the sidelines. They're in the end zone grabbing the egg, but it was still four seconds in the game. David, still four
1: seconds in the, game. David seconds Tellum, in the game.
2: The <laughs> legendary voice of the Rebels and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I know of DK, but man, that is, I mean, the egg bowl. It's the only game on Thanksgiving in college. And it so absolutely lived up to the billing last it night. It was
1: great. It was it's two teams that weren't that good. Correct. Like they had. Random moments that looked amazing, and then a lot of moments that just looked so terrible. Like if you cut together a highlight package of that game, you're like, "Oh man, these teams like play for a national championship." And then you watch the whole game, and you're like, "Ooh, wow, not great."
2: I was shocked that they kept Matt Corral in the game for those final series. I mean, I get that he can throw the ball, and and He's and good, John Reese Plumley can't, dude. I'm all. About, I'm here for John Reese Plumley moving forward, though that Plumlee guy is, is white am- lightning. He's amazing. If
1: if he can figure out how to throw the football, he right now currently, John Rice Plumley is what Bo Nix. What people thought Bo Nix would be.
2: Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, he. Felder, he's he's fast, bro. He looks like Lamar Jackson getting around the corner. I mean, he, it's I mean, dangerous. Of, he
1: doesn't like Lamar Jackson.
2: Okay, <laughs> all right, I digress. I'm just you know, <laughs> the great white hope, John Reese Plumley. Uh but here's the deal. It's Matt Rice. Corral. Is it Rice or Reese? It's Rice. Well, win more games and I'll learn how to pronounce your name right. Here's the I deal. I love that. Thank Matt you. Corral getting it done with his arm. They had a fourth and twenty six, Felder. The game Convert. was over. No problem.
1: I don't I don't mind that. I can do this, no problem. Matt Corral, I don't know that I've ever covered someone. So I I I was with him with the recruiting through the Elite Eleven, all that stuff. He's a Cali guy, right? Yeah. I don't know that I've been around someone with more confidence in their arm. And that includes Shea Patterson and, and and even Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or um Josh Rosen. Like he no one I've never been around someone he like he has that Brett Favre level confidence in his arm.
2: Well if he threw a little uh if you threw a couple less picks that that probably wouldn't that would probably help him maybe solidify the starting job in Oxford but but
1: when you have that Brett Favre level confidence in your arm you're going to throw some
2: INTs. i get it look mississippi state won the game they finished the year 6 and 6 they're bowl eligible old yep. miss 4 and 8 i mean disappointing i mean they yep. i mean just just a disappointing way to end the season and you know want to just one of the great finishes to uh, yeah. to a game that had all of the attention. Because let's face it, you weren't watching Falcons Saints. That game was garbage.
3: They're in the end zone grabbing the egg, but it was still four seconds in the game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> DK's like, we still got an onside kick. Well, you you still, got still got a chance, four baby. Four oh, I still love four seconds DK, in the game. man. That's the old Miss Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Mississippi State gets the win. They are bowl eligible. Uh, they got bigger issues, though. I, I don't know if Joe Moorhead is going to be there to – See Mississippi State participate in the bowl game. He's being linked with all kinds of jobs. So, really, well, yeah, people are saying that that's not a good fit. They're throwing out Rutgers. They're throwing out basically Why? anywhere that is in Starkville because culturally it's not working. Oh, he doesn't. They don't like him. I I don't know if it's as much the fans not liking him. I mean, look, we saw this happening right when it, when he yeah. left State College to go to Starkville. Like we all I knew mean, my that man, this was going a cultural thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, yeah, there's no Italian restaurants in Starkville. But, I mean, it's, it's a cool place. I mean, you know, it's like it's just different, right? It's different. Right. Um, so we'll see. But Mississippi State at 6-6. Six and six, uh, I'll be curious to see whether Moorhead goes somewhere else between now and December when they play in a bowl game. Uh, late December. Because here's but the thing. You
1: can't leave Mississippi State to go to Rutgers.
2: I, look, I don't disagree with that premise. Rutgers is a terrible job. Uh, Mississippi State is difficult, though. That's a challenge. And, again, culturally, I I don't know who you can find who's going to be more of a worse fit than what Joe Moorhead's got right now. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... Look... I mean, Rutgers got their own world of problems right
2: now. The carousel's going to start spinning, and we're going to talk about that over the next couple of weeks because there are a lot of jobs that are, I, I think, literally, like, on the front burner, like, a week from now. We could be talking about a ton of jobs, maybe not a week, uh, ten days from now, because we got conference championship games next week. But you know, once that wraps up, it's going to start spinning, man. It it really is. Uh, let's talk about some of these games on deck for yeah. rivalry weekend, Felder. Because here's the beauty of today: Cerber and I normally have to be in here on Saturdays like working. I call. It, I mean, it's, it's it's not real work. I mean, it's, it's college work. football. But you know what I mean. We're here. It's work. We're don't, not at home. No, don't
1: we're, sell people at home a dream. It is work. It's, it's hard. Work. It's work.
2: work because we're in the office and we got to do what we got to do. But the point is today offers one of these rare Saturday type environments where we can actually go home and watch games and be with family yeah. and do what all of you out there listening normally do right. when you're watching these games, which is have a good time. I'm pretty fired up about some of these games today, man. I'll be honest with you. All right. What what one today has you the most fired up? Right at high noon, baby. Scott Stadium, Charlottesville. Yeah. Hokies, Cavs. Can Virginia do it?
1: I don't know, man. It's been 15 years. It's not just that it's been 15 years. It's the fact that we are literally, like, Fuente was done. Game over. They hated him. He was in a body bag after the loss to Duke. Right. And then he won three in a row, and he's won – what has he won? Six of his last seven games. The only loss was to Notre Dame by one point, which, by the way, he did make a mistake in that game because they should have won it. But after Duke, everyone was like, get this guy out of here. We hate him.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then win, 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 lose to Notre Dame, win, win, win. Like, I don't know if Virginia's going to (laughs) win.
2: The stakes here, aside from the in-state rivalry and the fact Super that Virginia high. hasn't beaten their in-state rival in a decade and a half, winner gets the Coastal, yep. winner gets to go to Charlotte next week, and probably get beheaded by Clemson. But still, I mean, Virginia's had a great, by Virginia standards, they've had a very good season. I know they've been beset with injuries, okay? But Bryce Perkins is about as good of a quarterback as they've had in, yeah. in what, Felder, a decade at least? I mean, what, Matt Schaub? Wow. Yeah, probably. Who's Good holding call. the clipboard for the Falcons, by the way. But here's the deal. Virginia's had a better football team than Virginia Tech the last couple of seasons. But mentally, it, it like something happens with these with these rivalries where you see teams get tight. Virginia yeah. last year. I mean, they they yakked it up. The game at yeah, the end. they yacked it up at Lane Stadium. But this game's in Charlottesville. It's at high noon. I picked Virginia earlier in the week. I'd love to see him get it done, but everyone else I've talked to, Felder, including Mike Barber from the Richmond Times Dispatch, who covers both of these teams' beats, has the Hokies winning. Like everybody thinks Virginia Tech's going to get it done.
1: I mean, that's I mean, and that's the that's but that's the reality when you live in that world, right?
2: Yeah, cuz that's all you know. I mean, That's it. All you, you know is losing. If you're in middle school, you've never seen Virginia beat uh, virginia tech if well, here's like-
1: a, and here's the thing i'm gonna i'll put it out there when i went to unc when i played at unc i've i we had never we didn't win in charlottesville ever we never won in charlotte we couldn't beat virginia and then it's like if it infects your brain so you have to have you have to have something to over. You have to have a monumental moment to overcome it. Is Bryce Perkins the guy that can do it? Absolutely, but you do. Ha- it does take almost an act of God mm-hmm. for everyone to believe that it's happening, because otherwise, all everyone ever thinks is, "Oh God, we're gonna. How are we gonna lose this?" Yeah, here we. And go again. I mean, I think about it the same way as I think about the rivalry bell, right? UNC and Duke. And we never imagined losing to Duke ever. Right. And then we did. And it wasn't a massive, like, it wasn't a good game. It was an ugly football game that they hung on and that they won. But that win for them, it changed, like, their program from from 2003 when they beat UNC to where they are now is better than they've been in, since Steve Spurrier. It's Correct. better than they've ever
2: been. Yeah, I mean they're putting guys in the NFL. I mean it's a real thing. Yeah, Duke football has gone from being a joke to being somebody who can get you 7-8 wins in a year if needed. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild. So, and I know they're not having a great season this year. They're 4 and 7 and part of that is uh, maybe don't have your running back throw a jump pass on uh in the at the goal line, maybe have your quarterback do that cuz that's what he practices all day, but the reality is is for Virginia, they need someone to put up a heroic effort to make this happen. They need they need someone that's gonna be able to say, Not today.
2: Well, I think Bryce Perkins can be that guy. I just wonder about what happens when it's late in this ball game and it's a one score game and you know, can you hang on to the football? Can you not Bingo. make mistakes? Because it's been mistakes by Virginia in the last couple of seasons that have really been their undoing. But Virginia Tech is a slight favorite at Virginia. This is a noon game. It's on ABC. I am absolutely, positively fired up for this one. I really am. Uh, looking yeah. at the rest of some of these though, Felder, Texas Tech, Texas. Does that do anything for you? The Longhorns. Remember, yes, it does. remember at the beginning of the year, Texas is back. So yeah, they're six and five.
1: Not good. Not great, Bob. <laughs>
2: I mean, they're going to handle their business. Texas are X they? four and seven. They're not going to a bowl. Yes. Are Te- they going to handle their business? You better.
1: This is, to me, there are two types of teams that, like, so I think they're, in general in football, I think there are three types of football teams. There are teams that are consistent in what they do, and they do the same thing every time. And when those teams are really good at that, that that's going to give Texas problems. When we see that with Kansas State, we see that with Iowa State, right? Sure. Then you have another type of football team which is wildly inconsistent, but also talented, and you never know what you're going to get. And that's a team that Texas, that's what Texas is as a football team. So when they get into games with those teams, they can win those games because they have a little more talent than the other team. And then there are teams that aren't as talented but are wild. And Texas Tech is one of the most wild football teams in college football. They don't care about anything. And Jet Duffy is Texas Tech in a nutshell. Jet Duffy. Have you ever – have you watched
2: – how many game, have you watched him play? Hey, he's got some of the best hair in college football. He's amazing. Right, but like, have you seen,
1: like, one play he does something where you're like, oh, my God, this guy's a first-round draft pick. And yeah. then he does another thing where you're like –
2: can you put the other guy in? Yeah, it's it's classic college football. It's, he's it's, so mercurial. He's he's schizophrenic. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got he's like bipolar on the football field. Yeah.
1: And I think that is another team that's going to give Texas problems because when you have an inconsistent, talented team like Texas, and then you have a wild, a, just a, a full-blown wild card, you, they're... The mistakes from Texas are going to be capitalized on by Texas Tech. And I think we're looking at a football game that's going to go down to the wire.
2: Well, all of that I'm glad you brought that up because all of Texas Tech's football games in the last month and a half have gone down to the wire. Right. Because
1: you what do you do? What are you like what are you practicing all week? And I've been in this spot where we have I have literally been in this spot where like for me, it, defensively, it was when we played Florida State, and they were like, okay, Felder, this week you're Antonio Cromartie. And I was like, all right, cool, what am I doing? And they were like, honestly, just kind of freelance out there, play man-to-man, do, or play zone, do whatever you want. Um, you're not on the player card. You're just going to go do your own thing. And I had five interceptions in in practice that week because I was just doing whatever, and they were like, what are we supposed to do about this guy? And then I look at it, my man Qu- uh, Quentin, Quentin Patterson. He, not Quentin Patterson, that's that he plays at Virginia Tech. Quincy Perkins, he had to go. He They were like, hey, Q, can you go and um, play? I need you to be, a, it was some quarterback we were playing. They were like, we need you to be him. And he was like, well, all right, cool. What am I doing? He's like, um, even if it's a pass play, just run, and then on run plays, just decide to throw, just do whatever you got to do, find wide receivers, and he diced up our defense, and then we go out to the game, and guess what? Our defense got diced up because the guy is just freelancing. You can't game plan for Jet Duffy. There is no game plan for him. <laughs> There's no game plan for Jet Duffy.
2: Yeah, I don't think Jet Duffy knows what he's going to do today. Uh, they, no. they, they kick off in about 90 minutes. This is in Austin, but, yeah, Texas Tech in Texas. Final game of the regular season in what's been a very disappointing campaign. I mean, if you're coming up with a short list, Felder. Quentin
1: Person, by the way. I want to make sure I got my man's name right. Quentin Person.
2: QP. QP. If you're coming up with a short list of teams that have had, you know, probably the most disappointing campaigns of the year.
1: Texas leads the list.
2: I think Texas is on that list. I think you're probably putting Washington on that list. Yeah. I mean, mean, well,
1: I mean, honestly, I'll headline it with Oregon because they had a direct route to get into the college football playoff and they literally just dribbled down their leg last week.
2: Well, Felder, you called it on the show. I mean, I, I asked you straight up. I was like, look, you got You got Oregon and Utah going to the desert. Are you worried about either of these teams? And you said it on the program. Look, Herm's going to have a game plan. Yeah. I don't think that game plan involved your boy Justin Herbert throwing some mind-bogglingly bad interceptions. Well, I I think that's who Justin Herbert is. Well, again, something else that you stated early and often here on this program. You don't buy the Justin Herbert hype. Right. He had some, I mean, look, great story, local kid, Eugene product, all that stuff. Super smart guy, right? Great, sure, fantastic. Made some bad throws a week ago, and it cost Oregon a shot at the playoff.
1: He's the third-best quarterback in his division. Mm. Maybe fourth-best. He's probably easily the third-best.
2: Oregon will bounce back in a big way against uh, the Beavers of no, Oregon State. Yes, they will. No, they will not. Oregon State struggles against, like, teams with a pulse.
1: Give me I'm, – okay. I'm, listen, you know what? You're agitating me. I, give me my boys.
2: Don't do that. Let's go, Beeves. You don't go, don't don't go against me in a head-to-head. Pick them Felder. Give me, give me my boys. Okay, all right.
1: I'll, I'll Jake I'll... Luton all day, baby. Let's roll. Look, I I know Jake Oregon. Luton. Okay. you know what. Herbert is the fourth-best quarterback in this division. Luton's <laughs> I'm, better. I'm the turkey
2: ag- has not worn off. I'm, I'm agitated. Which turkey? The the wild variety, my friend. Yeah, the bird, baby. <laughs> the bird is loose. Give, me, I my, love give it. me my boys. Okay, all right. Let's keep it in the Pac-12. One of the most explosive football teams in college football. <laughs> they are very fun to watch. Uh, I. That's a Saturday game, though. We'll get to the Saturday games okay. coming up a little bit later. Don't,
1: don't agitate me.
2: <laughs> let's keep it in the Pac-12. Let's yes. talk Apple Cup today. Yes. Is Washington State, Washington, even though it's thousands of miles away. Sure. Same type of scenario that we talked about with Virginia and Virginia Tech. Absolutely. The Huskies own Mind the controls. Own Mind them. Control. And this game's in Seattle. How do you expect this one to play out? Washington's going to win.
1: They'll win. Especially because we're seeing all these Anthony Gordon puff pieces now. <laughs> He's been really good all season. Yeah. No one's watched him play, including the people that are writing the puff pieces, but they are not. I, I love Max Borgie, honestly. That, I think he is. I think he's probably one of the most underrated players in college football.
3: He's the people's champ. I was getting ready to say, like, should, shouldn't should these puff pieces be about Max Borgie, not Gordon? Yes. If they're writing puff pieces about anybody on the Cougs offense, that's the guy.
1: Yeah, but they write him about quarterbacks because people are like, oh, I saw these stats that mm-hmm. this quarterback was doing this thing. And so I, it's amazing to me.
2: Max Borgie is going to get drafted by the New England Patriots in the fifth round and probably have a Hall of Fame career. I right. mean, if not a Hall of Fame, he'll probably at least he'll make probably seventy five million dollars. I mean, he is he is he's a gem, is what he is. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's really, really good. But here's the thing Washington and the way they play defense, they shut down the air raid. That's all Washington State does. I know last year this game was played in a blizzard and, and it just well, got out of That's what I was going to
1: say. Let's, let's, let's check the weather.
2: Clear. Clear skies. Just yeah. cold. Yeah. It's going to be chilly, but it's not going to be pouring snow. But you 30, know,
1: It's going to be 30 degrees?
2: Yeah. Give me Washington. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. You're going to have a bunch of bad boys out there with no sleeves on. Two six and 6-5 football teams hooking up at Husky Stadium. Uh, uh, this is a rivalry game that I'll probably never go to because it's half a world away. <laughs> but I, I'm fascinated by watching these two teams because culturally, Felder, and I know you know this, but like Could be more different. Yeah, you, you've got a, an agricultural small town school in the middle of nowhere, and then you've got Seattle yep. and these two teams and these two fan bases. They just clash. one of the most
1: beautiful cities in America.
2: Yeah, for sure. And not exactly what I would think of when I think college town in Seattle, but it is. Yeah, I mean, it's stunning. It's gorgeous. So so beautiful. Apple Cup four o'clock Eastern. That game is on Fox. Give me Washington all day. That will be on the main screen. But the other one in my household, which which one are you
1: going to say? I'm very curious to see which one of these three thirty bad boys you're going to say.
2: I'm going AAC, brother. You're okay. going You're going like Boise it. State, Colorado State, aren't you?
1: I'm interested in that one. But I will say that I'm glad that you mentioned Cincy Memphis because that is – I thought you skipped over it, but you were working back to it, and I like the way you did it.
2: Don't worry about me. It's all part of the plan. Uh, what is, th-
1: what's, what's she say? Worry about yourself.
2: This is a pair of top 20 teams, and if you're setting the table for like what we're going to see next weekend for conference championship games, if Memphis wins, we're getting Cincy Memphis – for back-to-back weeks, and next week they'll play again for an AAC championship, but uh, if Cincinnati wins, I think it's going to be Navy taking on the Bearcats next week if Navy can beat Houston. but Houston and you're in. Stylistically, Felder, these two teams could not be more, you know, diametrically opposed, right? All Cincinnati can do well is play defense. Their quarterback's banged up. Memphis can light the lamp on offense. So how do you see this one playing out?
1: Uh, we'll see what we get from Ritter, right? I think that's job one. And then obviously Warren, who's been banged up over the course of the season. Um, I think Memphis's defense is underrated with the way that they play. Like, they have an energy to them. It seems like they don't know what they're supposed to do, but they've got a good energy to them. And the weapons that Memphis has offensively are – I mean, they have a bevy of options. And when you start out with Gainwell and then you go to Coxie, like – Let's go, baby. Let's run. And Brady White, by the way, elite 11 quarterback. A lot of people don't know that. They think, oh, he was under-recruited because he went to Memphis. Like, no, no, no. My man had offers from everywhere in the country, went to Arizona State, transferred out of Arizona State, and then ended up at Memphis and found a home for himself. I think one of the things we, all, we often forget about is the reality, you got to find what works for you. And he found what works, and it is working really well.
2: Let me ask you a question. This is a loaded question, but I'm just Uh-oh. curious to get your take. Uh, both of these head coaches are being talked about as guys that, sure. you know, could and maybe should take these, you know, these power five uh, vacancies that are going to be opening up. Which of these guys do you like more? You, you like what Fickle's bringing on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, he's got the Ohio State pedigree. He was on Urban Meyer's staff. Or do you go Mike Norvell, who's young? I mean, so is Fickle. Fickle's a young guy, too. But Norvell, I think, is like 38 years old. He's an offensive mind. Athletic directors like offense. I- I'm just curious, like, which of those two guys would you put more stake in or stock in, Felder?
1: Um, I think there's there's two answers here. If I'm hiring a guy for a big-time program, I'm hiring Luke Fickle because he understands the day-to-day, the small things. He ran that Ohio State program for a year. He understands how intense so much so much of that stuff is. So if I'm Florida State, Luke Fickle is higher on my list. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I'm Arkansas, come on, man, let's go Norvell, because now I get a guy who's got this Memphis market under control, and can recruit outside of that. And listen, I'm gonna, be you know that Arkansas is the closest is the after Ole Miss, Arkansas is the closest school to Memphis. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Ole Miss is like an hour away. Ole Miss is right down the right. street. Ole Miss is right there, but then
1: you have Arkansas, and so you can still get into that, and those kids and their parents can come watch you play football. So if I'm Arkansas, I'm bringing them in. But you, if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a tier one, tier two program, I'm bringing in. I need Fickle because I need someone that has experience, and that's something that we saw Willie Taggart really struggle with was the, the minutia of running a, a, a power program. And for Norvell, I don't think you have the, you have the same thing at Arkansas that you have to deal with at FSU, which is a national spotlight being on you all the time. I think for Arkansas, the national spotlight comes when you're successful or when you're really bad, but on a day-to day, it's not a thing that's just hanging over your head. And so I let, I let Norvell grow into his role.
2: That's interesting. You think that um, you think that fickle is at the top of Arkansas's wish list or Norvell, I beg your pardon?
1: Uh, I think Norvell probably should be. I don't think he is. the The top of their wish list is Gus Malzahn right now.
2: Sure, and always has been. He's an Arkansas guy. Yeah, they'd right. love to bring him back. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. All right, let's uh, let's let's jump into the Felder Five because, I mean, we're wall to wall with football, man. Like I know Thanksgiving yeah. just happened, and like I mean, it, it, it's just a festive time of year, man. I don't know if you can tell. I'm I'm enthused. I am energized. I am excited. I'm happy. Um, fired up about what's coming over the next two days. It is the end of college football's regular season, but man, unlike some of these other sports, like college football, really nails the dismount on the end of the regular season stuff. I mean, it's like these games coming up are phenomenal. We got weather too. Like weather in the Midwest could be spicy today and tomorrow. I mean, you're there, Felder. I mean, yeah. what is it like? It's like 40 mile an hour winds in Chicago right now, right? No,
1: no, no. Those winds are now headed towards New York City. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So, we're, right now, we're in a sweet spot. It's not too cold. It did rain a little last night, but, like, and it snowed a little yesterday, but not enough snow for it to matter. Like, I just legit, like, we're in a sweet spot where this time a year ago, remember how much I was talking about the snow?
2: Yeah, you were in a bad place a year ago at this time. No snow.
1: We don't have any snow for the next probably two weeks.
2: Well, it's coming.
1: Oh, it'll be here.
2: Yeah. Which means
1: that winter's going to last until April. <laughs> well april o'neill heroes in a half shell turtle power very good
2: the um <laughs> the that was n- awesome the minnesota wisconsin game tomorrow could be played in like a foot of snow like there's a blizzard really? that's descending on minneapolis yeah i got the weather what? channel on right here in the studio bro have, oh time it, out let me amazing. i got the weather
1: channel i'm get, going to the weather channel too
2: get there it's,
1: they just sorry to van break. helsing
2: expected snowfall in minneapolis over the next like 24 hours is like ezekiel is like 12 to 18 inches of snow
1: first of all ezekiel sounds like a biblical storm
3: yeah i wouldn't mess with any one or thing named ezekiel
1: ezekiel take you out in the back alley and cut your kidneys
2: out unbelievable that's aggressive live organ transplant that's very aggressive Uh, do you want to do Felder Five while yeah, we're in a commercial break on the Weather Channel? Okay, yeah. good. Let's do the Felder Five. Top five matchups for Week 14 of the college football season. Felder, go!
1: All right. At number five, we have nothing. Done. So four. N- n- I can't say what I wrote in the doc because we would get a hard E. Yeah, that's very aggressive. <laughs> yes. Number four, DM me and I will uh, tell you what I said. Number four. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to the CSNL podcast. Make sure you leave us a review. Helps us climb up the iTunes charts. And the big thing here is we just want to let you know, we want to hear what you guys get. get want to get feedback from you guys. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know how you feel about the show. Let's do it. At number four, Nick Saban versus his true nature. Nick Saban versus true nature. He is in a tough spot right here. Nick Saban knows that he has to put up a big win this weekend because he doesn't play next weekend. So he needs a big win this weekend to have a chance to get into the playoff, to have a chance to win a national championship. But who is Nick Saban really? Nick Saban with a quarterback that looks like Mac Jones is a guy that wants to win a game 20-17. to So what does he do this weekend? Does he take chances, take risks, try to open this game up, score more? against an incredibly talented and incredibly determined Auburn defense, or does he play it close to the vest, get out with a win, but a win that ooh, excuse me, but a win that doesn't look nearly as impressive as it would be if he took the risk. Does he minimize risk or does he open his offense up?
2: That's a great point because Alabama's gonna have a tough time just winning this game as it is with Mac yeah. Jones under center. But to your point they need style points because yes. they're fifth in the rankings and a, they don't get a 13th data point. Yep.
1: I well. What does he do? What does he do? Does he take the risk? Does he open his team up to maybe we fumble the ball? Maybe Mac fumbles. Maybe Mac's not big enough for this moment. And look, don't get me wrong, I love Mac Jones. He's one of my favorite players in all of college football because he is a cool dude. He's a chill guy. Like, he is... He walks into a room, and he can make every single person in that room laugh. He's great. But he's not Tua Tongo Bailoa. Right. And so what do you do? Do you minimize what you're doing, or do you maximize it?
2: I, I mean, how, how confident do you feel that Alabama's going to be able to win this game with Mac Jones, even though he's got the best wide receiving core in the nation surrounding him? Oh, are they the best in the nation? Uh, I mean. Wow, are we debating that? Who are you throwing out there? USC. Southern Cal's got some nice pieces. Clemson? Clemson's got some nice pieces. Come on. I, LSU? I, uh, LSU's got some nice pieces, too. Those are all viable candidates. For me, Ohio all, State? Mm, not Ohio State. Uh, really? From, yeah, for me, I think Alabama's Okay, there. so we'll just go LSU, Clemson, and USC. I, I mean, I'm, I'm taking Alabama's core over those guys. No,
1: give me—listen, I'm going to take USC's.
2: Let's not get off track, because I'm in love with Keaton Slovis, and I want to buy all of his Heisman tickets those for 2020. Boys.
1: USC's guys play. They they are the most violent wide receiver group in college football.
2: That's fair. I like speed though, man. I I mean, I, I like speed? I like burners. Alabama's got some burners.
1: They got speed. They got speed. But I like if you're talking about them playing special teams, give me Waddle all day. Okay, love it. All right. But if we're talking just wide receiver for wide receiver, give me Michael Pittman and Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Tyler Vines and. Watch the way that Pittman just stiff arms people's face into the dirt, and
2: it's like, listen, you're a little bitch. <laughs> he that, that whole it. that whole <laughs> oh. team, Felder. We watched the uh, crosstown showdown a week ago. I yeah, mean, uh, like it was men and boys. Like no disrespect to UCLA, <laughs> but like those guys were getting slapped around. I mean, it was it was yeah. it was aggressive. All right, it really was. Uh, let's keep it on track because I, I think the Saban, uh versus his true nature. Debate is a uh, is something that I'd like to come back to because I think that's dead yeah. on. What, what else you got for us in the Felder Five?
1: Number three, Jonathan Taylor versus Minnesota's defense. I think this is important because Minnesota wants to have an opportunity. They want to get their shot. They haven't played Ohio State this year. So they want their shot at Ohio State. You have to stop Jonathan Taylor. And by the way, shout out to Heisman voters that think that it's a Joe Burrow versus Jalen Hurts race when the reality is we should be talking about Chase Young, Jonathan Taylor, and probably Chuba Hubbard. But, like, let's go. So, for me, Jonathan Taylor and the way that he – the way that Wisconsin as a team operates against everyone that is in Ohio State, basically, is we're going to force you to stop us. And nobody's been able to do it, right? Like, with the exception of what, Illinois? Illinois didn't really stop them. Illinois just found ways to take advantage of their defense – and I guess the big thing here is I, I'm highlighting the Jonathan Taylor part, but maybe the best defense against Jonathan Taylor is Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson and Chris Alman Bell, right? Maybe mm-hmm. the best defense against Jonathan Taylor is being explosive
2: offensively and we'll see how that works. Well, if if this snow is falling in Minneapolis like they're saying it's going to, I, I even though Minnesota's even though Minnesota's got a better quarterback and better receivers than Wisconsin, it may not matter because you may not be able to do that.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a. I guess we should maybe we we'll go three A, which is Minnesota's passing game against the weather.
2: I mean, Felder, forgive me. I, I mean, I know you played at North Carolina. It didn't. There weren't blizzard conditions in no. Chapel Hill very often. But playing football in snow that affects a passing offense significantly more than what Wisconsin's going to want to do with Jonathan Taylor.
1: It does not as much now as it used to, but yes, it does. It does affect it. Like, it's better now. The gloves are better now. Players are better now. So you can still, like, snow, rain, it does impact it. Wind is probably still the biggest um, impact. The biggest, the biggest, the thing, wind is the, still the thing that has the biggest impact on college football in terms of what's happening. But a lot of times with snow, you get wind. A lot of times with rain, you get wind. I think rain and, I think rain. I go wind, rain,
2: snow is underneath that. Well, in addition to the snow, they're talking about like thirty mile an hour winds in Minneapolis tomorrow. a problem tomorrow. right there because yeah. your quarterback can't get you the ball. I mean, oh my goodness, this storm looks major. I, I look, I, Felder, winter storm Ezekiel, man. I tried to tell you, bro. Get ready for this thing. It's no, this coming. It's not going to hit me. No, I, I, it's not going to hit you in Chicago, but it's going to hit. It's going to hit your TV on Saturday when you flip on this. Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota game. College Not game gonna day is going to be there. Those guys are going to get blown over, man. Look at that. Yeah. Minneapolis. I'm... Boom. 12 to, in, 12 to 18 inches of snow through Sunday. Get Have you, you ever that. seen
1: 12 to 18 inches of snow?
2: You know what's funny about that? Last year in Winston-Salem, we got the most snow in one thing. What, what am I trying to say? In Such one snowfall? fall? Yeah. <laughs> snowfall? We got 16 inches of snow in Winston-Salem last year, and it nice. crippled. This community oh, it was bad. It was yeah, I mean, it of was course it, it was really bad. Sixteen inches of snow is actually not fun. Like six inches of snow is cool. Fourteen anything above that anything above a foot of snow. Not fun. You can't get around bro. You can't get around. So that's going to be a problem. Around. You can get around if you've got like a you know a Hemi powered truck or something. Sure. What do you drive? I got a Yukon. We're fine. So, yeah. yeah, what are you talking about? I'm talking about, like, walking around, like, just literally just moving around. We don't have snow plows here. You know that, Felder? I mean, yeah, I know. Oh, no, I agree. It's every man for himself out here. It gets wild. Yeah. I'm here for the snow games. Just as a viewer, I'm here for it. Let's you go. you like to get 12
1: inches of snow?
2: Uh, I mean, I I'd like snow. Informa. I don't get What was that?
1: Informa. Look at boom, boom, down. Wow. Is that shaggy? No, it's in, it's snow. It's from his album 12 Inches of Snow."
2: Yeah, that's that. That is a deep cut that has uh, that has even gone over Cerber's head, and Cerber's a diehard Are you music. You telling there. me you guys don't know "Informer"? I know that song, sure, dude. Yeah. It's snowing in Arizona right now, man. We got issues. First of all, northern Arizona is cold. Well, it's it, not snowing in Phoenix. No, but it is in Flagstaff.
3: Wait, this is just a rap, uh, like a white rapper named Snow.
2: Yeah. Great name for a white rapper. <laughs> you never heard of snow. I love it. I've heard the song. I've never heard of. No, no, no. Serber is literally, he looked it up and he's like, wait.
3: I never, I never heard of this. This dude's from Canada. Yes. Seven and weeks. And he raps like reggae style. Informer was number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks from a white dude from Canada <laughs> that raps in a Jamaican accent or an, excuse me, island accent. Yes.
2: Hey, Lick your boom boom down
3: on Un- man. I hate America.
2: What year? What year was that when it was number one? 93. 90, yes, 93. This baby. beat
3: out. This probably beat out like a really good Nirvana tune that has stood the test of time that everyone knows.
2: Informer by Snow probably beat it out for number one. Nirvana was at its peak in '93 because it wasn't unplugged like '95.
3: Yeah, '93 is never mind. That's like smells like Teen yeah. Spirit. Yeah. And then they.
2: Yeah,
1: were- "Snow" and- is the number ten song of 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 nineteen ninety three. Um, the other songs that are the songs that are above it, "I Will Always Love You" Whitney Houston, obviously. R. I. P. Um, love You Wit. Whoop! There it is. Oh. Classic. Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. Ooh. Wow. That's The Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. Ow. Oh, boy. Freak Me by Silk. Oh, God. Weak, SWV. Nope. If I Ever Fall in Love by Shy. Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. And number nine, Rump Shaker. Rex and Effects. Dude, 1993 was a bad year for music. Well, here's the problem. Number 11... Nothing But a G-Thang by Dr. (laughs) Drake. What? How is that below these songs? Uh,
2: I have theories on that. A Whole New World is at number 18. Yeah, I I was
3: wrong. Nevermind was 91. In Utero, classic rock and roll album that you will find at least one person wearing a t-shirt of if you, like, go to a friggin' college campus. Nowhere on that list. Yeah, I had to I had to
2: fix myself. Yeah, way to not re- at all. Way to redeem yourself, Serber, on the Nirvana uh, discography. There, very I'm nice. Pro- there's
3: probably a uh, August and everything after by Counting Crows. Mister Jones is
1: 1993.
3: Mister Jones that, and me. That song bangs. Yeah. yeah. Um. Does yeah. it? Yeah. Because
1: we listened to it last night when what? my wife and I were having drinks, and it sucks. No, no, no. Wow. That
3: song's really good, and so is Round Here also off that album. Count
1: what? What are you saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. it's a guilty pleasure. Felder, but I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this. You're actually wrong here. That album bangs. Yeah, August. And I, I, I don't know else. the
1: album. I know the song, and I can tell you this. <laughs> I hate that song.
2: Yeah. yeah, No, uh-huh. I, I'm with Cerber on this one, Felder. You're wrong. Yeah. yeah
1: still me.
2: Counting Crows are still making music too, aren't they? <inaudible> yeah, they're sure still great, like my favorite color. Oh.
1: There, there's a bunch of people that are dragging their kids to Counting Crows
3: shows. Don't be that guy. I felt so symbolic yesterday. Insane in
1: the Brain is at number 65. Cypress Hill.
2: Can we get back to the Felder Five? Sorry. No, it's okay. Bad Boys
1: is is at 69. So, no, we can't. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you want to do? What you going to do when they come for you? The boys never give me no breaks. Does Cops still come on? uh, Cops definitely still comes on for sure. It's easy programming. It's super cheap to make.
2: Do they use that song?
1: Uh, I don't know because they probably have to pay licensing fees now. And
2: they're yeah, like, mm, let's check it out. they also have the live PD show that people are all about. Yeah, isn't that people Richland County?
3: About- isn't that Columbia, South Carolina? I- they got a bunch of
2: them. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's
1: one in Columbia. I think there's one in some weird place in Missouri. Boom, shake the room. 75.
2: Hey, real quick on Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> they play. No, 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 no. no. I want to get your thoughts on this.
1: How do you talk to an angel? 80.
2: Missouri has no chance of going to the postseason because the NCAA is like, yeah right, right. no, we're just going to go ahead and keep this thing Not going to happen. Right. Your appeal has been rejected. They play an Arkansas game today that, look, I'm not going to be locked into this, but you've got to doubt or, or you've got to kind of pose the question, don't you, Felder, about like where the motivation is for either of these teams today? So we're going to have two unmotivated parties. That's what I'm saying. And it's in Little Rock. It's not even in Fayetteville. Oh wow! So you have an unmotivated fan base too? Correct. <laughs> this is the CBS game today at 2:30, and when you turn this thing on, it's gonna look like it, it's gonna look like a high school game. I mean, there's yeah. not gonna be anybody there. It's gonna be friends, families, and bands. That's it. Well,
1: hopefully, they got the friends and family discount.
2: I don't know, man. It's five and six, Missouri. No chance of going to a bowl. They have uh, they have just fallen off of the the face of the earth the last month.
1: You're just playing in a in a game where it's like everyone in the stands is in your top five. What do you mean? Like in in your what was the what was the cell phone plan? My five, you get to call those people for free.
2: Oh wow, I thought you meant like a different type of top five. I'm, I'm I'm my mind's in the gutter. Man, Missouri has ruined Kelly Bryant. Yeah, this
3: is disgusting. He's rushed for eighteen yards, nineteen yards, negative four yards. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's another
2: job that could be open in two weeks. By the I'm way, pretending to be something that they're not. I'm um, hearing that Barry Odom might be on the way out. Wow. Well, their defense has been terrible. So good. Well, a lot of things about Missouri football have been terrible. They lost at Vanderbilt this year. That can't yeah. happen. Uh, two you've and, got two
1: and five right now. You've Ho- got hoping to get to three and five. Three and five.
2: You've got two more. Speaking of two and five, you've got two more things left on the Felder five. So yes. let's go. What you got? Fuente versus the Arkansas job. And people are – so I do radio
1: in Arkansas every other Wednesday, and they were like, what about Justin Fuente? Like, he'd be a good hire for us, right? And I was like, wait, huh? You know, they wanted to fire him. And we I know we touched on this earlier in the show, but the reality for me is I, I think that it's him versus the Arkansas job because how can he do a good enough job to get the Arkansas job but also not be retained by Virginia Tech? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, he wins this game over Virginia. He's going to a bowl. He's going to a bowl. He's going to the ACC championship. Then he's going to a bowl game. How can Virginia Tech just let him walk out? You can't do that. Right?
2: Presumably.
1: I just, I don't know. Like, tell me if I'm crazy, but I think a win this weekend means that he, he becomes a more desirable candidate for Arkansas, but he also becomes someone that Virginia Tech's like, we're keeping him. A loss this weekend, now it turns into, depending on what the loss looks like, if the loss looks like that mismanaged end of the Notre Dame game, then maybe maybe Virginia Tech's like, please, go, 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 go.
2: I think the Arkansas job is going to be this year's Tennessee, which is, Nobody one, wants it. it's going to be really hard to fill, and two, every agent is going to use this job opening as a, a, a way raise. to get their guy, you know, a couple of extra zeros in their, in their bank account, because let's face it, like we're going to do this with Mike Leach. We're going to do this with Mike Gundy. We're going to do this with the same names that we do every year because that's a, that is a, we, I mean, you do radio in Arkansas, you know, like from a recruiting standpoint, like it's hard from the fact that you're in the sec West, like that is a brutal job, man. It's tough. It's really tough. Like you'd rather have the Mississippi state job. Wouldn't you? Just yeah. in terms of, like, talent? Even though it's in a dry county. Well, that's never good. I didn't know that, really. Starkville's yeah. a dry county? Yeah, man. Ooh. Oh. I went it's to like, school in a dry county, and it's, it's, it's really just a facade, though. Like, it's, anyway. I grew up cool. in
3: a dry county here in North Carolina. You turned out okay. Where, are you
1: yeah near Cullowee?
3: Oh, no, 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 Yadkin County. We just got alcohol, uh, wow. like, three years ago.
1: Man, I grew I was born in Fayetteville, so you know true support the troops and drink.
2: Uh true story, my mom went to an ABC store earlier this week to get some stuff for Thanksgiving and she came home and was like, "Your liquor stores are embarrassing." And I was like, "Yeah, mom, I I, I know." I oh, I will I will Carolina. say that.
1: I will say that. Like Benny's is the beverage depot that I go to
2: and uh, whoa. Blows the ABC store out of the water. Yeah, ABC stores are it's tragic. It's it's an embarrassment. It's one of the worst parts about living in North Carolina. Yeah, it's not, the only bad part. Not just the fact that their government owned oh, and oh, regulated and mandated. They close at nine o'clock, and if you go up yeah. there at eight fifty-five, the door's locked. It's like they the don't even want locked. your business. They don't even care. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's the opposite of what a liquor store should be.
1: I went and bought, I went and bought a fifth of wild turkey at one thirty in the morning.
2: That's America. Like, that's what I'm here for. Wild. The number one matchup on the Felder 5 for Week 14.
1: Michigan's wide receivers versus Ohio State's defensive backs. Like, and obviously versus Harbaugh Stones. Like, do you believe in these guys or not? And when I look at Nico Collins, he's a big-bodied wide receiver. When I look at Donovan Peoples-Jones, big-bodied wide receiver – You have the opportunity to challenge Jeffrey Okuda, to challenge Sean Wade, to challenge Damon Arnett. You have the opportunity to challenge these guys. But are you going to? And that's why Harbaugh comes into this. Are you going to let your team do what they can do to challenge these guys? Or are you going to sit on your hands and just play this I'm trying to keep it close football game? Your players want to make plays. Will you let them?
2: Let me ask you this. Do you trust that Michigan's going to be able to hang around against Ohio State? And I don't mean hang around in terms of the conservative, you know, sit on your hands approach. I just mean like defensively. Do you think that those guys are going to figure it out? Because last year at the horseshoe, it got out of hand. Are you, I mean, you asking it, if
1: they're going to shut them down?
2: No, no, no. I'm asking if you think Michigan's good enough to, to hang around with Ohio State and possibly pull the upset on Saturday.
1: No. But I think there's two reasons. I don't trust this coaching staff to not be who they've been offensively. So, here's 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 what I'm getting at Hartzell. So, D, we live in a world, and this is my issue with Georgia as well, right now we live in a world where with Clemson, with Ohio State, with Alabama when they had Tua, with LSU currently as they stand, even with Oklahoma, you have to be able to score 40 points to win a football game. Michigan's defense is not going to stop Ohio State from getting to 40 points because Ohio State has a coach and a coaching staff that's committed to scoring 40 points. Michigan isn't committed to scoring 40 points, much like Georgia. I think they're almost the exact same football team. Um, Michigan's not committed to scoring 40 points. They don't want to score 40 points. 40 points scares the hell out of them. Which is the same thing that happened with Nick Saban up until it started with Manziel, but then we saw it with Ole Miss and we saw it we saw him fully change his entire uh, MO against Clemson. So with Michigan, Harbaugh still thinks he's gonna win twenty to seventeen. Twenty seven 20 And Ohio State's gonna get to forty points. So he's gonna his offense is gonna think. Hey, we just need to score. twenty If you can give me 25 points, we'll be good. Are you going to be good, Milksteak? <laughs> no, you're not. And that, to me, is the problem. What he's going to do in this football game, and listen, if I'm wrong, I'll, I want to be wrong about this. I want to be wrong because it'll prove that he's evolved as a head football coach. But what's going to happen in this game? is he's going to try to run the ball, play defense, 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 defense, and shorten the game. But the problem is Ohio State doesn't care. They don't give a crap about time of possession. We're scoring two plays. We're scoring four plays. We're scoring three plays. It doesn't matter. We're scoring a minute and a half. We're scoring 25 seconds. I don't give give a damn. We're going to score. Let's go. We're going to get to 40. We're going to put up our 42 points, and then what are you going to do? Well, we uh, tried to shorten the game by uh, running the ball. We hope we play good. We had some defensive uh, breakdowns that led to some big plays by them. Yeah, of course, because their offense is engineered to create big plays. You idiot! What's your offense engineered to do? Sit on their hands and do nothing? Hope other people make mistakes? So it just if 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 Michigan comes out aggressively and attacks Oh and attacks Ohio State, they will stay in this football game. If they do not. They will slowly get suffocated and lose by three scores.
2: You remember the game last year? Do you remember how many points Ohio State put on Michigan? 60, right?
1: 62.
2: Yeah. I mean. Th- that, was the, that was the strategy that Michigan used, right? And, and it was the stubbornness of Michigan, like their inability to make any adjustments when all these little shallow crossing routes are going for like 60 and 70 yards. And Don Brown's like, we play man to man. And it's like, well, that's not working. Um, I'm very curious to see if if that coaching staff has learned anything it sounds like you are pretty uh down on Michigan's willingness to adapt
1: right and that's in and that's rivalry. a dis- here's the thing that's a disservice to the players it's a disservice to the players when your coaching staff refuses to to upgrade refuses to step up refuses to try something different that's a disservice i got a friend here who coaches high school football and he's an offensive guy so he doesn't get like he doesn't get involved in the defense very much and he was like we're in the state championship we're in the, the city championship game and you know we feel good we're down by a score at halftime and I was and then all of a sudden we come out second half they start running inside zone outside zone and I was like what he was like this is easy why don't we just load the box and force them to throw the ball over the top Ah, uh, no, no, no. And the defensive coach was like, no, we're, we got this under control. And I was like, clearly you don't because they just scored two touchdowns. So fix it. But coaches don't change. That's one of the – to me, that's one of the greatest things about Nick Saban is the fact that he changed who he was. And we'll see if that change sets in when he's got Mac Jones a quarterback. Right. But he changed who he was from his, his 2009, 2012 – to his 2014 championships, those all those championships look completely different than the football team that he brought into that football game in 2016. Even though he lost, it's a completely different team. And then obviously with Tua in 2017, it's a completely different team. He changed who he was because he recognized that football has changed.
2: I've been to the Michigan Ohio State game, by the way. Uh, I was yeah. at the I was at the Big House two years ago. I saw somebody oh, yeah. get proposed to at a tailgate.
1: That's the is that the Marco Jones middle fingers.
2: Two years ago, Ohio State was down, I think, twenty-one nothing, and then just, it, I mean, J.T. Barrett just, I mean, they just mowed them down in, yeah. the, in the second, third, and fourth quarters. It got out of hand, but yeah, that or twenty to nothing, I think it was. Either way, yeah, um, pretty pretty interesting game, pretty interesting rivalry. It's a noon kick on Saturday. Weather will be in the area it's not going to be snowing or raining but i think it could be windy in this one which might affect potentially justin fields passing game we'll see yeah uh, by the way just real quick on justin fields anything you saw last week in that penn state game give you any cause for concern i mean there was a moment there when fields was coughing it up and he looked a little tight and then they got it back on the tracks but you know i mean ohio state i mean i would say they sputtered a little bit a week ago in that win over yeah. penn state they,
1: they uh, stubbed their toe just a touch But I think that the question is not what they look like. The question is who else can do this to them, right? And you don't think
2: Michigan's capable?
1: I think Michigan is capable if they are aggressive. But I don't know that they're going to be aggressive, and I think that's the problem. I think Michigan, if they pin their ears back, play man-to-man coverage, but pin your ears back to get to the quarterback, I think you've got an opportunity there. And I think you mix that – that approach with the idea of playing a seven rushing five guys, rushing four guys, excuse me, and playing zone where you cover that little mesh concept that they run consistently, I think you blend those together depending on down and distance, obviously. Now you have an opportunity. And if your offense is also pushing down pushing the pedal to the metal. But I don't think they do that. But what I'm saying is who else can do that to Ohio State? I don't Michigan's not at the top of the list for me. I think that Clemson I think it's only Clemson. Okay. Clemson has a defensive line that can get pressure with four guys.
2: That's a very real scenario, by the way. I mean, look, not to get off track onto the college football playoff rankings, but if LSU wins the SEC and, you know, gets back up to one, I don't know how the committee is going to do this. Like, there's a very real chance we might get Ohio State-Clemson as like the 2-3 game. Yeah, Which good. That would be Let's criminal. do it again. But you know what I mean? Like that's the, that that would be the national championship any other year, and that might be the semi this year.
3: Please, last yep. time we played them in the semis, they couldn't even score. That's correct. Yes, they put a big zero in the middle of their field just to commemorate it every every home game.
2: Wow, Very savage. Good. Very Monster. good. Yep, yeah, thirty one nothing. Yeah.
1: yeah, okay. El Suberino. Cerber-
2: yeah, <laughs> El Cerberino is fired up the day after Thanksgiving. All right. What's the last time LSU touched a quarterback? <sighs> I mean, they got to. Uh, hang on a sec. You're talking about creating defensive pressure with their front yeah. four. they have 24 sacks this season. That's that's we've talked about this. That that's not good. No, it's not good. They also let Arkansas score 20 a week ago. Arkansas Pitt is terrible. has
1: 48. Pitt has twice their number of sacks.
2: That's not good. Yeah, but LSU's got what the nation's top or second scoring offense. Fantastic. So they're Oklahoma. Mm, they're not Oklahoma. They're, o- they're Oklahoma from last year. Is that your comparison? Is that is that the hill that you want to? Yeah, I don't care. You want to die on? Okay. They're Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield. They're Oklahoma with, with Kyler Murray. Oklahoma hasn't won a college football playoff game. They've been a few okay. times. They haven't won one. LSU's going to win at least one college football playoff game this year.
1: If they play Alabama again, for sure. No. No. If I- they play Oklahoma, for sure.
2: You don't think they're not, you don't think they're good enough to beat Clemson or no, Ohio State? No. No. OK. No, I don't. OK. I don't agree, but we'll wait and see what the committee gives us. And we can talk about that. You're down on LSU. That's interesting.
1: I'm not down on them. I'm just call, I'm, facts are facts.
2: I think an LSU fan would be moderately insulted, if not severely. I don't severely think LSU insulted. fans can
1: even read. So what's the difference? Oh, wow. OK, now oh, they're, now they're wow. definitely insulted. At like, in the bleachers. Who who's won the college football championships over the last couple seasons? We got Clemson, right? What was their defense? It was number elite. five in the country a season ago. Yeah, it was very good. We got we got Bama, number one a year ago. Or twenty seventeen, excuse me, two years ago. We got Clemson, number eight. We got Bama, number three. At some point you have to be able to play defense. Sure.
0: Understood. And they should. Okay. They cannot.
1: Okay. All right, we'll and see. I love I love the offensive revolution that they've made, but I think that we do have to call a spade a spade, and that's the problem that I'm having right now, is this idea that because they finally found an offense, all of a sudden you just ignore this defensive thing. You don't get to talk out of both sides of your mouth.
2: Let's wait and see what the committee gives us in terms of these matchups. LSU's number forty-three in defense right now. Yeah, look, it's they they don't they are behind play. Oklahoma. They don't play the same. Brand of defense, or they play the same sorry ass teams, though they don't. They don't play the same brand of football as Ohio State and Clemson do on that side of the ball. Absolutely right.
1: They play the same, but they're they're playing the same sorry teams that they played a year ago.
2: I don't know what to tell you. I mean, defensively, you probably let your foot up off the gas a little bit when you're winning by 40, right? Which is kind of what LSU's been doing the last couple well, of Ohio weeks. Ohio State and
1: Clemson don't do that. Oh, okay. So do
2: we have a coaching staff problem is what you're saying? I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just I'm just proposing theories here, Felder. It's you're creating here. excuses. No. I like LSU more than you do. I'm. I, it's not that I di- – I love their offense. Their offense is great. Yeah, but you have significant concerns about their defense and you think that will be their undoing. You don't think they're championship caliber. No, I don't. Okay
1: they'll be Georgia cuz Georgia's run, uh, is a team run by a bunch of morons.
2: <laughs> I want to talk Georgia because some news broke earlier this week about Lawrence Kager. Kager. Excuse Kager. Me. Kager? <laughs> Kager's out. He's their leading receiver. Shouldn't this team be. this team already has a hard enough problem moving the football. Yeah. Um apparently he injured it in practice on Wednesday They think he could miss the next several weeks, which means Georgia Tech, which isn't going to matter, and then the SEC championship, which is going to matter because you need points. Um, I don't think Georgia is going to get tested on Saturday. They're four touchdown favorite against the Jackets, but they are the number four team in the playoff. So, assuming that they can't beat LSU in Atlanta, there's two sides to this: one, forecasting the December seventh SEC championship, and then two. Who's going to be the fourth-best team in the country? And, and that's not even the right way to phrase it because it's not going to be the fourth-best team that goes, per se. But who's going to be able to move up? Like, who's going to take Georgia's spot in the Final Four? Oklahoma.
1: It'll be Oklahoma. They're not going to put Utah in. Utah doesn't draw. It's a tele- we're, we're talking about what's the best way to build a television show, Hartzell?
2: Right? I, I, here's the thing, though. You think Oklahoma is a better football team than Utah? No. Yeah, I don't either.
1: Doesn't matter. What's the best Listen, you it's you, it's me. We're we're Listen, we're living this, right? We're trying to put together a television show. We're we're building a television show. So what do we do? We get Ohio State. That means we own the Midwest. Fantastic. LSU, we got the entire south. Oh, we add Clemson and we double up on the south. No problem. Who else are we going to watch? Because, guess I can tell you this right now. If you have LSU and Clemson, what do you need Alabama for? Right. Alabama fans are lunatics. They're going to watch college football no matter what. Well, that's the South in general. Exactly. So, you don't need three of them in there. What do you need?
2: Maybe something west of the Mississippi? Let's go Oklahoma. That would help. But we've seen it, Oklahoma the last couple of years. It doesn't matter.
1: You get, the, you get a Heisman Trophy guy into the mix, especially if we get Oklahoma versus LSU. Now we get the Heisman winner, Joe Burrow, versus the Heisman runner up and Jalen Hurts. We can sell that. That's a package.
3: I'm so depressed listening to this because he's right. Utah
1: isn't a Utah is Baylor TCU twenty fourteen. Are they better? Yes.
2: I don't know, man. I mean, Are the, they going to get in? No. The Oregon loss last week does not help that Utah's was a case at all because now they don't get a top 10 win, assuming they can even get that no, the, win.
1: The Oregon loss
2: screwed Oregon. It, well, sure, but it also because screwed Oregon Utah. Was
1: gonna, Oregon was, Oregon was the, the gem. They were the emerald of the West that you could get that nobody would really argue with. You slide them into the game. Now you get the entire West. You get your ratings go up. You do numbers but they lose that football game. Now you get to devalue Utah because Utah has a football team. I, there's there are so many people that can't name players on Utah's even even their team. Yeah. They barely know who the coach is.
2: No, look, all of that is I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I mean, we, we talked about this with Wayne on the show Wednesday, you know, and he's a diehard Pac-12 guy and he's banging the Utah drum. But even he is like, I don't feel good about this.
1: Yeah, I want Utah in. They're not going to.
2: Here's the thing, Utah gets Colorado this weekend. They're going to blow out the Buffaloes, and then they don't get a chance to pick up another top ten win in the Pac twelve championship because Oregon picked up that bad loss. Yeah, but Oklahoma's not going
1: to. Like, look at what they've already done, though. Oklahoma somehow is going to get a top ten win in not this week, next week,
2: right? Against Baylor. Yeah. Who's nine in the rankings this week? How did
1: Baylor move up five spots? Great question. By beating. A six and five Texas team
2: by beating a sorry Texas team. Yeah, I agree.
1: Oh, oh, we've set this up already for what's going to happen. If people would, I I guess it's frustrating to me because if people would stop thinking about this like it's an actual vote based on merit and start thinking about it the way you would build a television show, this is the Real
2: Housewives, man. I it's guess the I, Real housewife. Felder. I hear what you're saying, buddy. I just, I guess, I don't really want to believe that because if I believe that, if I allow myself to believe that, then this is an extremely broken system. Like it's, it, it at this point, it is just a reality TV show. The system's fine.
1: That's, a, I guess that's, I guess that's the thing for me is, I don't think it's a broken system. What I think is that, we, I'm, fi- I'm fine with the way that it works. I don't care. Because, we went from a. We went, we went from a system where, like, I was fine with the way that it used to be with the Bowl Alliance and the Bowl Coalition. I'm fine with that. The only reason that college football has changed from what they did for a hundred and something years is because fans started complaining. So what do you do? Now you give fans the best television you can give them. That's it.
2: Yeah, Joey Galloway and The Bachelor, Jesse Palmer, breaking down these teams. That's what you're getting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know, man. I, I, here's the one thing I'll say, cause I, I want to get your thoughts on Thanksgiving leftovers before we get yes, out of here let's and, do that. and give you a chance to talk about any more of these games for rivalry week that you were interested in, but we didn't even talk about the iron bowl, man. Well, let's, oh, we did talk about it a little bit. You think that you think that Mac Jones is going to not to say be exposed, but you know, the, the it's state, not
1: about exposure. I It's more about Nick Saban and what he lets Mac Jones do. Air it out, baby. Is he going to let him air it out? That's the question for me. To me, that's the entire Iron Bowl, Iron Bowl in a nutshell. What does Nick Saban let Mac Jones do?
2: Oh, Nix has been decent at home. He's been not great uh, away from home, but he's been has decent. Has he been decent at home? He's been decent. Has he? Yeah. Really? I mean, touchdown-interception ratio and, and that type of stuff. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes at home. The thing He doesn't is, make a ton of
1: plays. Well,
2: <laughs> touche. Very good. I I mean Auburn's won two of the last three at Jordan Hare. I, I think I I don't I don't like picking the iron bowl, man. That that's that's impossible. I mean you, you Alabama's favorite, but they're favorite in every game. It's Alabama. He's only thrown
1: six touchdowns at home.
2: Yeah, he's run for a bunch more. Here's the thing. I'm just I'm how just, many, how I'm many interceptions has he thrown at home? I think one or two, right? None. M- maybe. Yeah. I think he's better. Better that's at not, home than he's been on the road. That's not a good – like, that's not good. He's a true freshman in the SEC, though, Felder. I mean, he's not going to light it up. The guy can't throw. Like he,
3: he, They're not going to be able to just beat Alabama with that defensive line, though. They're Right. They, they can make the game interesting with that defensive line. They will
1: make the – bingo, server. They will make the game interesting, but, but they cannot win because they, their quarterback is a full-blown liability.
2: Well, if that's the case, and Alabama can beat Auburn on the road by a couple of scores – Look, we just talked about this with Utah and Oklahoma. Bama's going to be back in the discussion. They're going to be in the discussion for that fourth spot, assuming that Georgia loses in the SEC championship. Discuss them all you want. (laughs) Any other games this weekend of intrigue? Because, again, like we've been doing this for 80 minutes, and I could do it for another 80 minutes because these games are just – I mean, the the matchups are are awesome, like the rivalry. Like Clemson, South Carolina looks great on paper. That's going to be a bloodbath, right? Yeah, yeah. That's gonna
1: be a beatdown, beatdown city. Iowa State, Kansas State is interesting. I don't know if that counts as a rivalry game.
2: Those are two um, good football teams, two seven two, and four teams. Well coached, two quality teams. good teams. Um, and let's go, let's go, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam. Let's go. This would be a lot more fun if Spencer Sanders was healthy, right? It would be much better if he was healthy.
1: But there, I love Gundy calling this team out.
2: Oh, the quote about the wishbone. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really good. He's correct. This is a wishbone offense disguised as a spread.
1: Yeah. It's Jalen Hurts left, Jalen Hurts right.
2: Well, look, I know you know this better than anybody because you watch all these games. Oklahoma has been winning by the skin of their teeth the last yep. month.
1: Yep, I and mean, it's been dicey. We did it, and we, we talked about it in Tape Don't Lie. Like, I've done it on Tape Don't Lie. We've talked about this team, and their running backs are – almost non-existent like they Kennedy don't brooks they don't good. hand
2: the ball off they they no. don't run they're, their are lead anymore. blockers
1: yeah his his running backs now are now fullbacks
2: so what's going on there
1: they their offensive line isn't good enough to create lanes for the running back so you have to add an extra blocker so how do you add an extra blocker oh we fake the ball to him to force the linebacker to commit then use him to go block that linebacker and let jalen run the football I don't think I've ever seen a more frustrated player than watching Ceedee Lamb play. When the ball's behind him, the ball's overthrown, the ball's here, the ball's, and he's just looking at like, or Jalen doesn't see him because he only looks at half the field. And he's just like, what are we doing? I played with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And now this. (laughs)
2: Look, we talked about this in July and August though, right? I mean, it's finally coming to fruition in November because Oklahoma in September and October was a radically different looking team. Now, granted, look who they played. Uh, but then versus now, I mean, wow, they're,
1: they're doing Rutgers versus Penn State as a weather report. Amazing.
2: Yeah, that's that's the content you come to the Weather Channel to see. <laughs> right. I mean, that is gold.
1: I need to go work at the Weather Channel. I can tell them what football games are important.
2: that would be a good look for you, man. You could live in Atlanta like that'd be fun. Oh, bro. I'm in. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, Yo, your boy. I would live in the A, man. I know you would like the farmer's market scene there. You'd be a happy guy like you would be ecstatic. Me, me, living in Buckhead, just doing my thing. Nobody lives in Buckhead anymore, man. What? Nah, people don't live in Buckhead. Nobody lives in Buckhead. Where do people live now? Like, Vining's. Yeah, yeah, Vining's is a spot. Uh, you, you've got East Atlanta. That's really coming up these days. Mableton? like, like Kirkwood, East Lake, East Point. I love this. I mean, you'd be a Decatur guy. I could see that, man. You'd, no, you'd that's too in, far. It's not that far, man. You hop on MARTA. You're a public transportation guy. You'd be yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm a public transit guy now. I mean, Weather Channel's at the CNN Center. I mean, that's literally MARTA every day Oh, that's a you.
1: MARTA stop right underneath the building, that's, isn't that's it? That's what I'm saying.
2: Like, you would be living the dream. Ooh. I mean, look, Felder. I mean, Atlanta's a better version of Charlotte in every way. No, we don't have, why
1: did you have to do that? You never had to do that, yeah, but I'm and just everything saying, was
2: going to be fine. I'm just—that's something that you can relate to because you're a charlatan, so you know. I'm that a right? charlatan.
1: A charlatan?
3: It's a, yeah, that's not charlatan. I'm a charlatan. That's, charlatan. that's a bad thing to
2: say to someone. Good lord! <laughs> what am I trying to say? You're an English major, a man. A charlatan be native. A charlatan. Is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? Sure, but don't call me a charlatan. Okay, fine. I apologize. Love Do you it. even know that that's bad? Yeah, that's bad.
3: Charlatan, a person falsely claiming to have a special knowledge or skill. <laughs>
2: charlatan, Semi,
3: semicolon, a fraud. Okay. A fraud. Good Lord.
2: There's Felder,
3: you're a charlatan.
2: A charlatan. a charlatan. a charlatan
3: is a person practicing quackery or some similar confidence, trick, or deception in order to obtain money, fame, or other advantages via some form of pretense. So he's also calling you pretentious. Uh, or sy- syn-
1: synonyms for charlatan include
2: shyster,
1: <laughs> quack, and faker. Uh,
2: I meant to say charlatan. That just doesn't sound right. Whatever. Wow. Let's talk Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. Unless there's any more football on your ri- on your list. Um,
1: we already talked Oregon, Oregon State. Let's go, Beeves. It's gonna happen. Believe it. What does Oregon have to play for now?
3: Civil War. That, yeah. That fuzz on Justin Herbert's lip. That ain't mm, right. Terrible, no, that's terrible not, mustache. It's an awful mustache. It looks sad.
1: It's sad as throwing the ball out of the end zone against Auburn. Week one. Still won't let it go. Can't 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 ever. Won't ever.
3: I remember his quote from that too. It was like, Is this your God? <laughs> is it yeah. Is this your God? Draft Twitter, is this your king?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Thanksgiving leftovers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do's and don'ts.
1: Do's and don'ts. So we've got, I will say this. We have a, um, we got a friend coming into town today. She is going to stay with us for the next couple days. She's a,
2: she's a vego. Like hardcore, like nothing can touch. Not
1: hardcore, but she's a vego.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Love her. She's fantastic. Um, Wouldn't be coming to stay at my home if I didn't love her. Um, but... So I am, my Thanksgiving leftover situation has been shifted to like, I'm going to freeze my turkey that I have leftover until Sunday night. And we'll just eat the sides right now.
2: Okay. But you know
1: what I want to get into is that those hot turkey sandwiches.
2: Now, uh, again, for the uninitiated, because we've been doing the show with you for a couple of seasons yeah. now, we've had this talk. The right and wrong way to make a leftover turkey sandwich. Because you think that that is like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Felder, but, like, the best part of Thanksgiving is what's coming up today and tomorrow and the next several days with these leftover sandwiches.
1: I'm a hot turkey sandwich guy. And so, for my wife, her whole life, she thought hot turkey sandwiches were, like, you get a piece of bread and you put some stuffing and a mashed potato and then you put some turkey on it with some cranberry sauce and you eat that. And, like, I've heard people, I think there's a couple restaurants that make them, they're called the Gobbler Sandwich. No, 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 no. In my home, we serve one true God. And that got his hot turkey sandwiches, which is you take all the meat off that turkey. You throw that meat into gravy. Now, you make that gravy from scratch. You get your roux going. You use turkey stock to make the gravy. Okay. You get all the turkey in there. You let that stuff marry for an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours. Turkey starts to break down even more. Now, you spoon that over. It's an open-faced sandwich, a lightly toasted bread. You spoon that over a lightly toasted bread and that's a hot turkey sandwich open faced gravy turkey
2: boom all right quick question uh this this must be a thick cut piece of bread no
1: yeah 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 oh okay. yeah okay oh it's thick
2: so for those of us that are not baking our bread from scratch two like you are felder what's a good like like what, do we, like, what are we trying to get here? Are we trying to get, like, some brioche? Are we trying to get some sourdough? Like, what are we trying to get our hands on?
1: Sourdough works. Brioche works. I um, honestly grew up eating them off of old-fashioned Merida. Sure. Yeah. You get a good toast on there, and it's it holds up strong. That's why you toast it. Because if you don't toast it, it gets gummy.
2: Yeah, it's, it's over. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you got to toast it so it stands up. All right, and so love so you're talking about making. You're, you're not talking about taking over taking the leftover gravy from last night. You're talking no, about no, no, starting the from gravy, scratch.
1: The giblet gravy. We're going to use that giblet gravy. We're going to use that today as we like just reheat food. Got it. But when I'm I'm starting from scratch on my actual turkey gravy to make hot turkey sandwiches. That's amazing. They're delicious. Uh, the, it is. It's one of those things that. So, people, a little background. I can cook. My brother cannot, despite same parents, same household, same everything. And he
2: knows that he can't cook. He's acknowledged as much. Okay.
1: 100%. Okay. My little brother grew up as a person who just wanted to eat the food. I grew up as the mama's boy who wanted to be in the kitchen with her. With her, with my grandmas, and if you're going to be in the kitchen, you're going to be in the way. So, how do you get out of the way? You have to have a job. So cooking for me started with taking the stem off greens, breaking green beans, snapping green beans off. It started with all that stuff. And so, I the big well, what the point here is, my little brother doesn't get hot turkey sandwiches. What does he get? Well, that's not a thing that him and his wife have the ability to make.
2: So they just take the so they just take the turkey and the and the sides and just put them on a plate and stick it in the microwave.
1: Yes. Oh, and by the way, I will tell you this do not microwave your leftovers.
2: What are you, a toaster guy? Oven guy? You're oven an oven guy. guy.
1: Yeah. Oven guy. Here's the best thing you can do you know you're going to be hungry in an hour, so let's start early. You take out uh, like a little pan, like a little round pan, square, pan, rectangle pan, doesn't matter. Put some aluminum foil in it. You spray the foil down. And then you spoon out all of the things that you want, right? You want your mashed potatoes, those go right here. You want your stuffing, that goes right here. You want your mac and cheese, that goes right here. You want your turkey, that goes right here. You want gravy on top, pour a little gravy on top. You cover that up, cover it with some foil. You put it in the oven at 350, 375. You let it go ahead and just heat everything all the way up. And then as it heats up, you uncover it. You get a little Christmas on the top of the turkey. You get a little Christmas on top of the stuffing. You let the gravy kind of boil down and soak into those mashed potatoes. And then you take that out. You get your plate. You set your plate down. You take a big spatula and you just slide it all off onto your plate. And you got a whole new plate of Thanksgiving.
2: That sounds awesome. I'm starving right now. (laughs) Dude, because here's the thing we haven't talked about desserts. Like for me, like, what's what's your go-to? Uh, pecan pie. I mean, oh yeah,
1: yeah, day. yeah.
2: Pecan pie all day. I'm not a huge pumpkin pie guy, although there's a couple of those it's laying sweet around. Sweet pie, baby. Yeah, I, that was on the list. We just didn't get there. I mean, there, there literally just wasn't enough time. Sure. Like there was I a moment. It. There was a moment yesterday with 90 minutes to go until dinner time. <laughs> Bird was going. Green corn was going. I had just started boiling water for the mashed potatoes. Like the thing about yesterday that that really just. It all came together. It just it it in in the final ninety minutes, everything came out, and it was and it was it was in it was great. It was perfect. Freaking Hannibal! I love it when a plan comes together. It was just it was gorgeous, man. It really was. Uh, Felder, are are you going to get to watch some games today and relax, or are you working? Okay. Yeah, I'm working today. What about you, Cerber? You working or you are you watching?
3: You know, I only got a couple things to do here, and then I'm out and I'm watching. Nice.
2: Good. Yeah, I'm 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 ready to imbibe again. I'll be honest, man. Yep. Oh
1: my didn't I just tell you that my friend is coming from out of town?
2: Yeah, but you're like, oh, I'm working. I'm working.
1: Games the only games that I have to care about end at seven PM.
2: Yeah. By the way, we didn't say we didn't mention this. The latest game on the board tonight, UCF eight. USF at eight o'clock Eastern. What is that, the war on I-4? War on I-4. Well, it's not going to be a war this year because UCS favored by 24 points. But here's yeah, the thing: that's a background game for we, me. We can't get a 10 o'clocker tonight? We can't get a late one? I'm happy we don't have a 10 o'clocker. I know, but we got tons of late ones. We got a 12:30 game on Saturday. Bro, let me
1: tell you something. I have to, when we get off of this, I have to change the sheets on my bed and do all this stuff because my friend's going to sleep with my wife. So I sleep and I'm going to sleep on the couch because I'm going to be up late watching games and they're going to want to go to bed. That sounds kind of awesome. An extra room.
2: That sounds kind of awesome.
1: It actually is not that bad. I haven't slept on the couch in years.
2: Yeah, but you're going to be able to stay up in rage. Oh, it's going to be. Uh, listen, it's going to be. It, this is definitely not a Nashville party. <laughs> <laughs> Any Black Friday shopping for you today? Um the inboxes it it's it's too much. I mean much. it's ridiculous how yeah, much it's, it's just it, filled it's up. It's too much.
1: No, I already got my beard thing. Um I guess I need to get a birthday I mean a birthday, a Christmas gift for my wife, but I'm just gonna wait. Okay. Especially since I just turned in an expense report. And what
2: they're you mean? gonna give me turned in an expense report with the wife or just No an ex- no. What? My wife doesn't make me do expense reports? You never know. Damn. Good Lord. Felder, I work with guys here who get stuff shipped to work so that it doesn't go home because they don't want their wives to see what they're ordering.
1: Well, here's the thing. That's, un- yeah, but- that's unhealthy. Yeah, that that's is not unhealthy. unhealthy. Yeah, here's is here's unhealthy. the other part.
3: We have a joint bank account, so she would be like, what was this? Transparency. <laughs> I'm just too poor for my wife. She will realize. She's like, "What? Uh, hang on, wait, 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 wait. We make the same thing every time. Why are Something's you, missing. We're this. always poor. Why are you more poor already? Yes.
2: where Where's the money? Hey, it's supposed
3: to be three more days till you're really poor. What's up? Yeah. yeah. What's happening? No, are you
1: kidding me, dude? I can't do anything sneak attack.
2: Yeah, it's hard, man. It's, it's hard to be a, a, an online shopping ninja these days with Amazon yeah. Prime, the boxes with logos getting dropped off at the front. Yeah. We got the Nest app, so, like, anything oh. that shows up at the front porch. And she gets yeah. an alert. Alerts, it's just popping notifications. right up. There's a giant yeah. Nike box on the front door. Way to go. Oh, did I tell you my wife got me some shoes for my birthday? What kind?
1: Two seventies. Another pair. Another. I love them. These are not the fly knit, though. They're the regulars. Okay. They're good. What color? Uh, Black and white
2: unbelievable man yeah, it's just you're you're a creature of habit man you just am. You, you like what you like and everything else can go straight to hell i mean it's, yeah, it's pretty that's much it
1: you i mean you you just describe me in yeah, a nutshell
2: pretty much it i mean like, you,
1: <laughs> phenomenal hey no i can't do i can't do anything like she she'll see like and the other part is now she's seeing how much money i spend on groceries and she's like we need to eat the leftovers so we have <laughs> leftovers every thursday now
2: there you go that's all right i want to cook I know, man, but you can cook five days a week instead of six. It's not the end of the world, man. It's all good. Just, your family man, still knows you love them. Okay, that's all that matters,
1: bro. We are two Saturdays away from we're two Saturdays away from Saturdays being back on the menu.
2: That's very true. That's he, very true. what are you doing with, his with his your first Saturday? Kitchen.
3: <laughs> that's
1: true.
2: <laughs> I got to work next Saturday. I got to go to Atlanta for the SEC championship. I right? know, but after that, what are you doing? You're not going to the Heisman. Oh, hell no. Um, I'm no. going to stay at home and hang out in sweatpants all day. Right. Bro, be, I'm making chili. And it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. I'm making chili.
1: Uh, I can't wait.
2: Felder, enjoy your final regular season weekend of the year.
1: Yeah, man, get on it out grid of here. the
2: gridiron. Uh, we got games kicking off in like 20 minutes, so let's go ahead and get out of here. We'll wrap this up. We'll post the podcast. You guys have a good weekend. Be safe out there. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. And we will talk to you guys on Monday. So long.